0: Welcome to Marketing Like a Mother, a podcast made for Mompreneurs by Mumpreneurs. Each week, we are diving into mom-approved business and marketing strategies to help you grow a profitable and family-friendly business. Today, I am your co-host, Michelle Pontvert. And I'm Olivia Radcliffe. And we thought we would talk around something we've noticed more and more in the online business world, which is all things collaborations and partnerships. Definitely something Olivia and I are very big fans of. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I feel like on my end, I've really seen a lot of movement towards like referral partnerships, affiliate programs. Collaborations in general, freebie swaps—like it is the kind of new
1: thing. I feel like I'm seeing all around. I'm sure you've had the same experience, right, Olivia? Yeah, absolutely. You know, especially in the marketing world, it's really, um, yeah, partnering is is a really easy way to help boost not only your reach and expand your audience, but on the other, you know, more internal side of things, I think it also helps boost your morale and kind of really helps. Um, I, I don't know. It Being a solopreneur can can be pretty lonely sometimes. And I think having those collaborations, even someone just to bounce ideas off of, uh, it can really help.
0: Yeah. I think in many ways, it feels like it's that new trendy thing, but I feel like that's how business always was. And yeah, like, yeah. we're getting almost back to the basics of, businesses used to help each other out and be a little bit more communal because you were selling locally usually and you did need to have those people who'd say like hey do you know so and so they're a great plumber I recommend them to even know that they existed so I really love that we're kind of cycling back around after all of the movement to a little bit colder marketing strategies where we didn't really get to know people I love that we're really focusing back in on like the human piece the relationships Um, I'm curious Olivia what have you tried and what do you like around these sort of collaboration and partnership movements we're seeing
1: yeah so well we'll get to the obvious art collaboration (laughs) in a bit Um, but no um, I mean collaboration I think can mean a number of different things I think there's the big collaborations like being a business partner, you know, running a business together, running a specific offer together, um, running a podcast together. Uh, but then there's also the smaller things like, um, like having affiliates, you know, mm-hmm. having an affiliate marketing program where you're partnering with other people who are going out and sharing your product, your offer, uh, ideally for some form of compensation. <laughs> um, but then there's also things like uh, I've done lead magnet swaps before where mm. you share mine or I'll share yours sort of thing or going live in each other's Facebook groups or something like that or jumping on each other's podcasts um, and kind of it, it helps uh, bring a different light, a different perspective to your audience and helps expand um, expands their audience as well. From, from a hosting perspective.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, there's a ton. I, I personally love collaborations and networking. That's always been one of my favorite things to do in business, not just from a marketing perspective, but from a just bouncing ideas off of other people and getting, getting some feedback on, on something that you might not necessarily get just if you focused on what your own thoughts are, if you just left that idea bouncing around in your own head on its own sort of thing. But what about you? What have you focused on? Yeah. I mean, very
0: similarly, I've tried a lot of different things. And I think when I first started my business, I was trying all the like textbook ways to market and find clients. And a lot of them were very confronting for this little introvert. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I ended up just leaning into more of these building one-on-one relationships, which meant things like referral partners. And I built out an affiliate program basically based off of that for my own stuff. I'm part of a ton of other people's affiliate programs. And that actually makes up a pretty nice chunk of my income. The other piece that that sort of lent into was doing, like you mentioned, guest trainings in other people's groups feeling like I could have a conversation one-on-one with someone and teach their audience, but I didn't have to put myself out there in a such big scope that it got scary. And Mm -hmm. funnily enough, now my big sort of marketing strategy is around joining summits and bundles, like way bigger stages, but it was a really nice sort of introduction to that world. And Just the idea of like, I'm helping another person. I'm bringing what I have to share to the table. And it felt like a much more equal exchange than some of the other tactics, I guess, I've seen out there to market. So basically, I think my whole business is based off of collaborations and partnerships and like human-to-human ways of marketing, which is basically collaboration-based. I also went on a really big kick around the time we met of. just like trying to find other business owners to, like you said, bounce ideas off of to connect with, because as you said, it gets lonely and I'm an expat. I live on the other side of the world from most of the people who run the same kind of businesses I do who are going through the similar experiences I am. I know a few people in France who are also web designers running a business, but it's a small group of people and I found it quite isolating. So I really went on this Almost crusaded, like I'm going to find some people I can really connect with who are in the same boat, who I can share that sort of experience with. And it's part of how I think we ended up connecting too. But it's, it's been a very big through line uh, on my end.
1: That being said, <laughs> there are some collaborations that don't always work out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, had, have you had any experiences with anything that's gone south?
0: Not necessarily South, but I've definitely had some
1: parts where I felt like
0: I was pulling more of the weight than others. Mm-hmm. Like any friendship, sometimes you you feel that sense of like, I'm carrying this on for the two of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and at some point, I decided to drop some of that pursuing people. I didn't feel good about that inequality of the relationship. But I did an absolute absurd number of coffee chats with people to try and find the right referral partners. And that was a bit draining and I think it took me burning myself out with that to realize like, okay, I need to get to know people a little bit better before I let them into my calendar in a call, because I ended up really not making many true connections out of that little burst of trying to connect because I was not bringing myself truly to the table because I had overscheduled myself. So that was right. definitely on my end, but I went like a little too hard trying to find those referral people, those connections. And I didn't take my own needs and like space into consideration, which meant they didn't work out very well in the end. How
1: about you? Yeah. Well, I think, um, I think there's a little bit of, of, you know, you get a little scared that you're going to miss out on the mm. ideal connection sometimes. Uh, I know I do. I know there's, I'm in a bunch of different business groups and they all have multiple thousands and thousands of women in them. And, and, there's a lot of opportunity for connection and collaboration. There's a mm-hmm. lot of things you can do with that. And sometimes, as you said, I can get a little I, I can I, I can overbook myself sometimes trying to mm-hmm. pursue these collaborations and getting, I can get a little scared that, like, well, what if it's this next big thing, this really amazing <laughs> yeah. partnership that's right around the corner and I've missed it. But I think it's also worth noting that, you know not everyone's a great fit, you know, just Mm -hmm. like there are clients out there who are not going to prefer my teaching methods to someone else. And some people who will naturally gravitate towards me than someone else. Um, The, you know, not everyone is meant for everyone else. Can I say (laughs) that very broadly? Um, Yeah. I mean, I think it's,
0: it's, Probably like dating. I married my first boyfriend, so I don't really know, but (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it must be that sense. Oh, like when you're trying to make friends, you kind of need to get to know people before you take that commitment to try and like build something with them. And it can feel on this online space like, oh, you know, we quickly chatted in a group, we should hop on a call right away. Mm -hmm. And for some people whose energy and time maybe is a little less stretched, that's fine. But for people like us who are mums running businesses on the corners of our day that's a lot to ask and I think we need to take that as a bit more of the several dates in or like a little bit further in the friendship Mm -hmm. journey because it is a bigger ask for us
1: yeah no absolutely and while I've never been completely burned on a collaboration or partnership before I've known people who have Mm. been really really taken advantage of you know had their business ideas stolen, things yeah. like that, That is, it is worth um, hoping for the best and kind of planning for the worst <laughs> sort of thing. Just make sure yeah. you are protected in what you're doing. Um, but I mean, I've done collaborations before. I have this one friend that we have tried to start a business together. I don't know how many times. <laughs> like we just, we are great friends. We mesh together very well, but whenever it would come to the business side of things uh, it suddenly just didn't work. I found Mm. myself doing a lot of the work and really pushing things and trying to drag her along with me. And it got to the point where it's like, why am I doing this? This is not good (laughs) for our, our friendship. This is Mm. definitely not going to be a productive business arrangement whatsoever. And so I, the next time um, we had a discussion about, we should do this as a business. Uh, I said, okay, here are your steps. You do that and then we'll move forward. And then when those steps didn't get done, you know, I didn't, I hadn't wasted a ton of my time at that point or a ton of energy. It was okay. If you were really interested in this, we will move forward, but kind Mm -hmm. of putting that, that gate, that barrier up to start with kind of like a little, a little test to see, (laughs) um, really helped.
0: Yeah. I think that's a sense of knowing yourself too. If you are like either of us and quite a go-getter personality, like you like to jump in both both feet first and really go, go, go. I think it's worth knowing that about yourself so you can protect yourself from, like you said, jumping in too deep before the other person's really ready or committed and then just like matching your style like you said not everybody is for everybody Mm -hmm. and I think it's important to understand if you're looking for that kind of yin yang type of relationship where you're really wanting complementary skills or if you're wanting to be a match of equals who are similar and that's how you work best so I think that sense of self-knowledge is really helpful when looking for other people to bring into your life, bring into your world, bring into your business, I think it's really helpful to have a sense of like what, what you bring to the table, what maybe your foibles, your challenges are, so that you're
1: aware of like, what chemistry that could lead to, I guess. Yeah, no, And and we've had conversations around mm-hmm. what are our strengths, what are our natural weaknesses, and like really embracing that and figuring out okay, do your strengths, Michelle, help complement my weaknesses? Like where can we, how do we know where to jump in and help bolster the other person? Yeah. And also it helps to if we know like there's a weakness or something, it helps us not get frustrated at, with the other person. I think we know yeah. that's going to be a thing. I Although, think you can be so much more compassionate when you just
0: understand yeah. why, like you are saying with your friend, it sounds like it was just the why she wasn't able to get things done is that's not how she worked. Like that's not how yeah. she was wired. So once that's sort of part of your understanding, you're like, oh, okay, I get it. And then you were
1: able to move on and be like just friendly friends rather than yes, business yes. friends. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So our collaboration kind of came, mm-hmm. we met in one of those business groups I mentioned yeah. um, and we started off early on, we, we talked and then we started going, we, I think we did some lives in each other's groups or on our Facebook pages or something. We started going live together. Um, And then that kind of led to the crazy idea of let's start a podcast (laughs) and, uh, and kind of capture these musings that we're doing. Um, And since then, this might be a little bit of a spoiler alert, um but since then the the podcast has gone amazing we've discovered that we work really well together our strengths and our weaknesses align very well uh so we have been working on partnering on a putting together a group program um and so far, the collaboration has been really, really easy. If I'm uh, just speaking from my end, you might say it's been the, <laughs> the most horrible, hard, worst thing ever, Michelle. Oh, of course, Olivia. <laughs>
0: so, I mean, it's it's very comforting, I think, how the, the podcast was a really good test. Maybe we didn't plan it that way, but it was a really good testing ground to see like how we both behave under pressure, under fire, how we like to plan and work things. And I think that gave us such a shortcut into building out this group program together. But the more we get into it, the more we're like, okay, this is fun. We seem to spitball very well, but still channel that towards forward movement, which is what makes me really happy. So <laughs> it's been very, very easy and flowing. Even I'm not like the kind of person who would usually say that. It's just flowed so easily between you and I.
1: Aww, blushing a bit. I love <laughs> love <it>. fest. <laughs> Uh, but no, but so the reality is, is how we're collaborating. Though it, we we don't have the easiest of circumstances, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you're in France, I'm in Ohio in the U.S., so we have a massive time difference. Obviously, the space difference. It's not like we can get together and mm-hmm. lock ourselves in an office and like work on something for an afternoon. Uh, we both have other commitments with our businesses. You know, we mm-hmm. both run our own separate businesses. And we're both moms to toddlers and, um, that's this whole other thing in itself, right. Plus our own personal lives and things like that. So it's, it's been a journey trying to figure out how do we actually overcome these barriers and work together and get these things set up. Hmm. And as you've said, it's been easy and it's been flowing and it's worked. So, um, (laughs) But I think we've also
0: tried a few things and that sense of being adaptable to find the right tools, to find the way to communicate, I think is really key. Like at first, I think we were even emailing, which is great, but a bit slow, a bit hard for a long-term collaboration. And then we moved to, I think, chatting somewhere. And then it moved to having just like a really intense relationship off of WhatsApp and being able to send more voice notes. And recently we've been sending Loom videos. Like there's, So many different ways these days that we can share things asynchronously without having to be in the same room, being on a Zoom call together, that still Mm -hmm. gets across a lot of that thought process, that sort of exploration, a lot of the visual stuff with Loom is really helpful, that I think helps shortcut a lot of that too, and Yes, the time zones sort of sucky for live things, but I actually really like the fact that I can go to bed knowing, like, I'm going to wake up and Olivia's going to have done a whole bunch of stuff <laughs> and I'll wake up with these fun, like, new things on my phone that I get to discover.
1: And I'm sure you have the same thing, like, I, I go do, to bed I've do, yeah. done,
0: like, 50 things and you get to find out what they were.
1: <laughs> no, I, I I, usually have a rule, like, I don't grab my phone when I first wake up in the morning, except that recently I've been doing that because I know, like, I know like Michelle's going to have all this stuff done and like there's these (laughs) new things and these topics to discuss. And I'll have all these WhatsApp voice messages to listen (laughs) to while I'm getting ready. And it's been, I think the time zone difference, yeah, instead of being a barrier has become almost an asset in that Mm. our collaboration business thing we're doing is running twenty four seven because, you know, we are... What are we six hours different at this time
0: mm-hmm. and then daylight savings
1: will happen <laughs> then we'll totally be messed up but
0: <laughs> yeah but I think that sense of adaptability and finding a like a rhythm to the relationship like I know I have a very good relationship with the copywriter I talk with but it's in a slower pace and that works for that relationship because we're basically just referring clients back and forth and that's not something you need to talk every single day about right right. but when you're building you know a podcast and then a group program together that is a big project that is more quote-unquote urgent but has that sense of like higher touch more frequently so the way we're communicating is quite different the way that we're able to collaborate needs to adapt to that sense of really being in each other's ears being in each other's brains a little bit more regularly too
1: yeah no absolutely um any other reasons why you think this is working well that using us as a case study obviously yeah
0: I mean I think the personality piece is pretty key like it's so funny that we live in different cultures and different countries I lived in the states for a long time so I do feel like I have a shortcut to some of the way that You know, you're maybe culturally used to doing things. But I think the fact that we're also working in this online space where it's a little less specific to geography, a little less specific to a space and a culture helps a lot. I could imagine if we were trying to run like a shop internationally via voice messages would be very challenging. But I think the fact that we have found the thing to work on that works for both of us and we're really building the program to you know, it's actually really for people like us too, but also to support the way we show up best. And we've talked a lot around what we've liked in group programs and courses and trainings we've enjoyed and trying to bring those pieces to it. But I think we're also really focusing in on like, hey, what do you bring to the table? What do I bring to the table? How do we highlight that? How do we make each other shine? And I think it can only be a positive experience when you're trying to uplift each other and trying to like put each other in the limelight and make that really the best it can be rather than coming from a place of, you know, competition or how do we, you know, protect each other's boundaries as much as like, you know, we want to make sure we're being cautious in, you know, business stuff. (laughs) You want to be responsible. I think that sort of approach that we both had of like, okay, how can we bolster this? How can we make this as good as it can be? What do we bring, you know, the best of ourselves to it has meant the relationship, the collaboration itself, I think is really bringing out the best in us too.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I, one, one thing in this applies to beyond collaborations, but <laughs> one, one thing I've always tried to live my life by is to pretend anyone I'm talking to has a sign around their neck that says, make me feel important yeah. and just try to go about a way of how can I make that person, whether it's my client or my friend or a business partner, how can I make them feel important and help lift them up and I think if you go about that especially in collaborations Mm -hmm. that that's that's definitely a key to to helping now you want to make sure you get that in return you can't just give (laughs) give all the time and if you are not receiving that if you're not feeling important
0: Mm -hmm. then I think that's a sign
1: that that collaboration probably um, needs to go away (laughs) but yeah one of the other key things that have helped us, I think, are the, the tools. You know, mm-hmm. we're in an age that it's it's super easy for someone in France and the U.S. to have a collaboration because we have these tools like uh, ClickUp is what we've been using most often uh, lately to help keep our timeline going, <laughs> keep our tasks organized and who's doing what. Um, there's a lot of stuff within Google Docs that we've been sharing. Um and then Canva, you know, mm-hmm. jumping in and making designs. And then, you know, I can make something and Michelle can go in and make it better. <laughs> make it can actually look good.
0: And, um, and I can send you scrambled things and you can make them actually make sense, which is great.
1: <laughs> right. Again, strengths and weaknesses, right? Um, but having that online collaboration space has been really, really helpful to be able to jump in and work on the same project at the same time. Yeah. um which I think would have been different you know several decades ago where we yeah have been and I think schools. I think that sense of
0: like shared documents
1: shared tools shared platforms to
0: work together applies on all of these different collaborations sort of mm-hmm. things if you're let's say building out an affiliate program making sure it's not just something where you hold all that information you are the sole keeper of I mean, not just the affiliate links and that sort of technical piece but if someone wants to promote your offers you don't want to have to have them come to you for that you want to make sure that's accessible to everybody so setting up some form of like a hub of resources so that it's a shared space it's a place where everybody can get what they need I think that sort of work in how to communicate and collaborate outside of just your own head (laughs) and that just one-on-one sort of exchange is really helpful and I, I went through quite a lot of work putting together my affiliate program in particular basically putting all that stuff somewhere else so it was findable even when I wasn't available and I mm-hmm. found so many of my affiliates really comment like oh that's great because I can go get graphics or I can get swipe copy or I can just know when your next sale is without having to poke you and ask and I mm-hmm. think that's how as much as they're promoting my products I feel like I'm bringing something helpful to that relationship too and I think that. Like you said, how do you make them feel important, thought of, supported, really making it a mutual thing, not just, you know, asking, hey, can you share my product? (laughs) Yeah, yes.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, So you mentioned, you know, doing summits and Mm. guest speaking and things like that. If someone's just getting started wanting to collaborate and do these networking things, How do you recommend they get started finding these things to start Mm. off with? Yeah, I think I was really happy I started
0: mostly with podcast guesting. I think that's, for me, a bit the easiest access because it's literally a one-on-one conversation. It's not technically live or it could be recorded, but there's more freedom, it feels like, to just have a chat and not have to worry about showing up live. Sometimes you don't even have the video on. So I do recommend that as like a starter thing to speaking of any kind. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I found a lot of the podcast guesting stuff I started with at least in some free Facebook groups. There's some really great ones all about podcast guest collaboration where hosts were literally posting like, I'm looking for these kind of speakers. And I replied or filled in their forms and booked a ridiculous amount of podcasts that way. And then I started to get the relationships I was building, those people happened to have a podcast and that's been more how it's been going. But I'm really glad I went through that baseline of like maybe 30, 40 podcasts, just applying for them. It built up a lot of confidence and ease. And I think it really helped me feel ready for some bigger stuff, like coming into people's group programs or in their memberships or in their like Instagram lives or Facebook groups. It felt less scary because I'd already done a little bit of this speaking. I already had a couple of talking points I kept having over and over again. So I think, Personally, I found that good. Again, I'm an introvert. I find that more comfortable. If you're an extrovert and you love groups, that probably doesn't apply. <laughs> <laughs> but I think at least that's like a nice, pretty easy way in. And there are podcast hosts all over, of all different niches who need guests. So it's definitely something you can go and find without really having any quote-unquote credentials to say you've already done it before.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: how did you I, get starting with any of the kind of PR stuff?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I I agree with you about the podcasting thing. Um, just jumping in, you know, starting in in kind of the free groups and mm-hmm. just reaching out and kind of making those connections. Uh, jumping on the podcast, I did a lot of um, uh, like I'll write a blog for you for your site, mm. you write one for mine, sort of thing. Uh, swaps like that um and and then I started reaching out and and writing for different magazines and things like that uh and kind of um and then promoting the magazines on the back end so that kind mm. of collaboration uh and then I actually joined um some book collaborations you know and uh so there would be a group of 20-25 really amazing female entrepreneurs who got together and shared our stories about different topics. And that in itself just opened so many other doors. And that's Mm -hmm. the thing is each door you take opens so many other doors Mm -hmm. and it's knowing yourself, you know, being able to do that intuition, gut check of what is the next right step for me at this time. Mm -hmm. And not getting so overwhelmed by the number of doors, but picking the right one for you in that moment and following it and pursuing it because yeah. it will just um, it'll lead you down the rabbit hole in a really good way. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and I think that takes pressure off like each individual
0: collaboration, each individual thing you do it doesn't have to be the make or break you know, right. you're gonna make your fortune on this one thing. I think it just, like you said, it starts to open your world up. It gets people knowing you, it gets people thinking of you, and that opens up so many options and possibilities. So it's not maybe a direct money-making activity, but I do think any collaboration is eventually really good for business, regardless of if it has a dollar or euro sign attached to it right then.
1: I will admit something here. Um, Mm. In my type A, detail-oriented brain, when I first started my business and I started doing these kinds of collaborations and networking, I created this um, this kind of swipe file of all of my contacts that could be potential collaboration partners. I had
0: one too. <laughs> <I know. Yeah. laughs>
1: I had a whole system of tracking everyone. And then
0: I stopped yes. because they're actual humans.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. No, and I wrote down, I had all of their, like, there's their name. There's their mm-hmm. email. Here's their website. Here's some fun facts about them. Here's some other stuff we have in common. Here's some topics we could talk about. And I had this huge file. And then it was like, no, this is this is about relationship and yeah. connecting. <laughs> I don't need this data. Like, it's that it, it doesn't work that way yeah um, that's so funny I had exactly the same
0: experience I got it to like two or three hundred people it's like I don't know who any of these people are anymore because I'm right. not actually investing in the relationship I'm investing in the data and that's not what this is about right it's so about the relationship
1: yeah.
0: exactly that swap really helped
1: <laughs> I love it I love yeah. it <laughs> oh
0: well I think that we covered a lot of you know what collaborations have meant for both of us and i definitely encourage you as you explore what collaborations could look like or you want them to look like to really take that sense of you know who you are as a person where you shine who you get on well with and then just be open and like try and don't be too upset if it takes a couple of frogs before you find your princess or prince <laughs>
1: yeah absolutely yeah you might find an that. olivia so you know it's Maybe. <laughs> or a michelle you never know right <laughs> Um, uh, no, it, it really is. Don't be scared to, if a collaboration's not working for you to say it and to move on. And like mm-hmm. Michelle said earlier, it's not the end of the world. Each, each collaboration doesn't have to be your make it or break it thing. There are going to be so many other doors opening and it's just touching base with yourself and following what feels right to you at the moment. Mm-hmm. So Exactly. Couldn't have said it better myself. (laughs) I think you did say it.
0: (laughs) Well, then I did say it better myself. (laughs) Well, I feel like our episodes between the two of us are always super long. So we'll wrap this up for now. But I think we'll be talking about this a lot more because collaboration and this partnership is definitely growing and a huge part of both of our businesses. So, we'll we'll touch on this again. But if you have questions or want to have us talk about anything in particular, definitely reach out and let us know. We're very open to exploring more of this because it's something we're both really passionate about.
1: Yeah, and if you're getting your feet wet in the collaboration world, reach out to us and we can see how we can help as well. Mm. Maybe, you know, we have a podcast you can guest on or maybe go live in one of our groups. Yeah. Um, but you can reach out to us at info at com. Yep. And thank you so much for joining us this
0: week on Marketing Like a Mother. If you found value in today's show and want to help support some fellow entrepreneurs, we'd really appreciate a rating or just telling a business friend about the show. We do have a waitlist for our upcoming group programs. If you'd like to learn a little bit more about what we're brewing up before we spill all the beans, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you can find that link in the show notes. And until then, we will be back next week with more marketing tips for busy mums with businesses.